Number two, we are starting off the Gemara at the end of the Mishnah. Last word of the line is Chulin. Now the Mishnah mentioned that if a person who has Tumas Yadayim, again the rabbinically enacted Tumor of one's hands, if he wants to engage with Chulin, unconsecrated foods, or Meiser, uh, Meiser Sheni, then he needs to wash his hands. The Gemara has an issue with this. Does Chulin and Meiser really need one's hands to be washed before he, he interacts with it? For Raminihi, Abraisa says, Hatrumavahabikurim, it's talking of not a, it's not talking about Maisa or Chulin yet. It's talking about Truma and Bikurim, which are of a higher level, they're both considered Truma. Chayovin Alain Misa, if one would if a non Kohen would intentionally eat it, that is illegal, and he is Chayev Misa for doing such a thing. Vuchoimesh, and he has to pay a fifth an extra fifth of its value if he consumed it unintentionally. It is forbidden for a non-Kohen to eat it. They are the property of a Kohen. And if, it be, if either Trimur or Bikurim got mixed in a pile of other foods, they have to be nullified one in 101, meaning there has to be 101 non-Trimur or Bikurim um, Units for every one unit of either Trimur or Bikurim. And they both need one's hands to be washed before interacting with them. It also, Shemesh, it also needs the setting of the sun, meaning one has to wash their hands and wait for the setting of the sun before one can eat these foods. The, the, the Brisa continues and says, Hare elu betruma ubikurim. These laws apply to truma and bikurim. Masha ein kein b'maiser v'chol shekein b'chulin. Which is not the case, meaning all of the above rules do not apply to maiser, maiser sheni, and all the more so they do not apply to chulin because they're stringencies. What we see from here is, is that whereas our Mishnah said that a person should wash their hands before engaging with chulin or maiser, the Bryce over here tells us that one does not have to wash their hands before engaging with chulin or maiser. So kasha maisa a maisa, kasha chulin a chulin. So we have a contradiction between this price and our Mishnah, both in the case of maisa and in the case of chulin. So the Gemara is now going to uh, answer up each one. Now bishla maisa a maisa le kasha. It's going to be understandable how we can resolve the seeming issue with the Maisa ruling in our Mishnah and the Maisa ruling in our Brisa. Again, the Mishnah says one does need to wash their hands and the Brisa says one doesn't. We could say simply that it's a Machloikis Tanaim. Disnan, as it says in the Mishnah, anything that requires immersion in water um, on a rabbinical level, it will transmit Tumah to Kodesh to sacrificial foods, and then that sacrificial food would be able to transmit tumor to something else. Upoisol esa truma, and it also would transmit tumor to truma, tumor to truma, but that truma would not be able to transmit to something else. That's the difference, uh, parenthetically, between to be metame something and to be poisal something. If an object is metame something, it means it transmits tumor to that object, and then that object can then transmit tumor to something else. If it is poisal something, it means it transmits tumor to an object, but that object then cannot transmit tumor to something else. What we're seeing is here is that if it requires immersion in water, it will be metame koidish, it will be poisal trauma, Umutter lechulin ulemaiser divir 
Rebbe Meir. And Rebbe Meir holds that even though one, one's hands require washing, nevertheless, you do not need to wash it if you're only engaging with Chulin and Maisa. That will be the ruling of the Brisa, which was lenient, and it made a differential between Truma and Bikurim, as opposed to Chulin and Maisa. Chulin and Maisa, according to Rebbe Meir, does not need Natalis Yadaim. Whereas our Mishnah will be the opinion of the, the Rabbon and the Chachamim, the Chachamim Oisrim, as we see, they oser b'maisa, they oser a person to engage with Maisa if they haven't washed their hands. That will explain why our Mishnah requires Natilas Yedaim for Maisa. However, we haven't yet answered up how, the, how our Mishnah says that one should wash their hands for Chulin, um, and yet the Brisa says one does not need to. Ela chulin achulin kasha. But we still have the issue, uh, the contradiction between the two rulings in the case of chulin, unconsecrated food. Says the Gemara, loy kasha. There's a way out. Kan ba'achila, kan benegia. There's a difference whether a person has intent to just touch the food or whether he wants to eat the food. So at this stage we're going to say that the Mishnah which requires Natilis Yadaim for Chulin, that's because one intends to eat the Chulin. Whereas the Brisa, which does not require Natilis Yadaim, that's just because he wants to touch it. He just wants to prepare the food, so therefore in that case we are lenient, he does not need to wash the hands. However, Maskiflo Rav Shimi Bar Ashi, he has a question. He says, Ad kan pligi ela He says, no, we can't say such an answer. Because the is between Rebbe Meir and Rabbonin that we just mentioned was only regarding eating Meiser. Aval de Meiser But if one wants to touch Meiser or one wants to eat chulin, which is what we need, loy pligi. They both agree, which would mean that everyone agrees that if, if somebody, even if somebody wants to eat chulin, there should be absolutely no reason why he should wash his hands. So therefore the b'risa makes perfect sense. We're left with a question on the Mishnah. Why does the Mishnah require Natilis Yadaim for chulin? Rather, you have to say that both the Mishnah and the b'risa are dealing with a case where a person wants to eat the, the chulin. But we can resolve the contradiction like this. There's a difference what the, what type of food that chulin is. Nahama means bread. If the chulin that one wants to eat is bread, then yes, one has to wash their hands, as is the halacha today. If one wants to sit down and eat bread, even though it's chulin, one has to wash their hands al natilis yadaim. However, if one wants to just eat fruits, the law did not was not put on fruits that one needs to wash his hands if those fruits are just chulen. So therefore, that's where the b'risa kicks in and tells us that you do not need to wash your hands if you're just sitting down to eat chulen fruits. Da'ama Rav Nachman, as Rav Nachman says, yod of the peiros, anyone who does wash their hands for peiros, for fruits, um, chulen fruits, harize haruch. That's a sign of arrogance because one is doing um, something excessively stringent which is way beyond the letter of the law. So just to summarize this Gemara up until this point, we have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brisa as to whether one is obligated to wash one's hands if he's going to interact with Chulin and Maisa. The Mishnah says one does have to. The Brisa says one does not have to. We answered up the case of Maisa to say simply that it's a machlokes tanoim, Rebbe Meir says one does not need to wash their hands for ma'isa, whereas Rabbonin say they do, that will be the Mishnah. And when, when it comes to chulin, we said that it, we 
proposed that maybe the difference was whether one wanted to eat it or just touch it. We said that maybe for eating, one would have to wash their hands, but for touching, one wouldn't. We knocked that out. And our final end answer is, is that the Mishnah, which says one has to wash their hands for chulin, that's because it is bread. One has to wash their hands on Atilis Yadayim for chulin bread, whereas by fruits, as Rav Nachman says, if one washes his hands for fruits, it's way beyond the letter of the law. And he even considers it to be a sign of arrogance. That will be the explanation of the Brisa, why one does not need to wash his hands for chulin, that is if they are not bread, if they are just fruits. So just to finish off to the end of the Gemara, Tanu Rabon, the fifth last line, the rabbis taught, If one is washing one's hands for any of the above reasons, if he has intent that his hands should become pure through this washing, then then his hands become pure. But if he doesn't have intent that his hands should become pure, then his hands remain impure even though he washed them. And anyone who submerges his hands in a mikvah. Likewise, if he has intent that his hands should become pure, then his hands become pure. And if he has no intent that his hands should become pure, his hands stay impure. Says the Gemara, but Abraisa seems to contradict this. It says whether one does or does not have intent for purity, if one washes or submerges his hands, his hands are in fact pure, regardless of intent. So Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman answers and says it's not difficult. Kan l'chulin, kan The answer is, is that if one is washing or purifying his hands to eat maiser, he has to have intent. Whereas if he's just washing his hands like we do for bread, for chulin, even without intent for purity, the washing itself purifies the hands. So again, there, if one is washing his hands for chulin, he does not need to have intent. But if he's washing his hands for maiser, he has to have intent for purity.